Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Hebrew Bible, the Tanakh. We have a good program for you today. I'm going to open in a word of prayer. Good, I petition you that you strengthen the brothers and sisters up, open their hearts and their minds and their eyes, where they're able to learn and uh, to take in the accurate knowledge where they can apply to their daily lives and make use, good use of it. I pray this in the name of Yeshua and Yeshua. Amen. We are at... Give me one second here. I want to read some scriptures for you, and this is uh, the basis of this is to know that you cannot be ashamed of the Creator. I wish I were out in the desert in some traveler's lodge, then I could get away from my people and distance myself from them. Indeed, they are all adulterers. A band of traitors is what they are. This is Jeremiah chapter 9. They bend their tongues, they bow of falsehood, and hold sway in the land, but not for truth. For they go from evil to evil, and me they do not know. Everyone be on guard against your neighbor, and don't trust even a brother, for every brother is out to trick you. And every neighbor goes around gossiping. Everyone deceives his neighbor, no one speaks the truth. They have taught their tongues to lie. They wear themselves out with sinning. You inhabit a world of deceit. Deceitfully, they they refuse to know me. Therefore, says Adonai to Zizvat, I will refine them and test them. What else can I do with the daughter of my people? Their tongues are sharp and arrows. With their mouths, they speak deceit. They say nice words to their neighbors while inwardly plotting against them. Should I not punish them for these things, ask Adonai? Should I not take vengeance on such a nation? I weep and wail for the mountains and lament over the desert pastures because they have been burned up. No one passes through. They no longer hear the sound of cattle. The birds and wild animals have fled are gone. I will make Jerusalem a heap of ruins, turn it into a lair for jackals, make the cities of Judah desolate with no one living there. Who is wise enough to understand this? To whom has the mouth of Danai spoken? So that, I, that he can proclaim it. Why has the land perished? and been laid waste like a desert, so that no one passes through it. Because they abandoned my Torah, which I set before them, and neither listened to what I said, nor lived accordingly, but have lived their own hearts, stubbornness. And by Balaam and their ancestors taught them. 
Therefore says the Donatishvat, the God of Israel, I will feed this people bitter warm wood and give them poisonous water to drink. I will scatter them among nations that neither they nor their ancestors have known. I will send the sword after them until I have wiped them out. Thus says the Donatishvat, Mark this, then summon the mourning women so that they will come. Send for those who are best at mourning, so that they will come. Have them hurry and wait for us, so our eyes will be wet from crying, and our eyelids gush with tears. For the sound of wailing is heard from Zion. We are utterly ruined, we are completely ashamed, because we have left the land, and our homes have been torn down. You women hear the word of Adonai, and let your ears receive the words from his mouth. Teach your daughters how to wail, have each teach her friend how to lament. Death has come up through our windows, it has entered our palaces. It has cut down children in the streets and young people in the public places. Say here is what Adonai says. The corpses of the people are scattered like dung in an open field, like sheaves left behind by the reaper with no one to gather them. The wise man should not boast of his wisdom. The powerful should not boast of his power. The wealthy should not boast of his wealth. Instead, let the boaster boast about this, that he understands and knows me, that I am Adonai, practicing grace, justice, and righteousness in the land, for in these things I take pleasure. So here we see the situation is the children of Israel have taken shame upon knowing God. Here's an example. It's a situation of some high school students. In August, some guys from Adam High are sitting around discussing their summers. Brandon, get this. My dad is paying me 12 bucks an hour to make deliveries. Counting that in my afternoon lawn business, I'm going to clear 4500 easy. Devin, that's great, but money ain't going to help you block on the football field. I've been in the gym every day. So far, I've increased my bench press from 200 to 250 pounds. I'll be all district this year. Alexandro. Too bad you didn't work on your brain muscle. I've had the best of all possible summers. I've I biked most of the summer. I earned a little money. I hung out and had a blast, and I just got back from computer camp. Brandon laughing, computer camp. Dude, you're kidding. Alexandra, hey, laugh all you want. When you see who's laughing next spring when I get a scholarship in Princeton or Harvard, and you're stuck at at some junior college. Devin, not likely, bro. What about you, Joshua? Didn't you just go on some church trip? Joshua's kind of embarrassed, and this is what we see with the Hebrews or the children of Israel, which I just read, what takes what's taking place. He did just return from a mission trip to Mexico. It was incredible, but compared to making tons of money, 
building that perfect athletic body or getting a scholarship, it doesn't seem like much or does it? Can you relate to Joshua's feelings? So the feeling Joshua has here is embarrassment to let them know that he has undergone some spiritual advancement, which must not have taken place because of the fact of him remaining silent and not telling of uh, of what took place. So this is something we don't want to do is become ashamed of the Creator and fear speaking the Lord's name or telling that we want a mission for the Lord or doing the Lord's work. This is something we shouldn't have ashamed of like the children of Israel because we see what took place with them. He wiped them clean across the desert and, and made desolate cities of them. All right, now we're going to go to Numbers. This is our reading for today. And it goes to say, Numbers chapter 23, 23. Balaam said to Balak, Build me seven altars here, and prepare me seven bulls and seven rams here. Balak did as Balaam said. Then Balak and Balaam offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Balaam said to Balak, Stand by your burnt offering, while I go off. Maybe Adonai will come and meet me, and whatever he shows me, I will tell you. He went off to a bare hill. God met Balaam, who said to him, I prepared the seven altars and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Then Adonai put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Go on back to Balak, speak as I tell you. He went back to him there, standing by his burnt offering. He, with all the princes of Moab, he made this pronouncement. Balak, the king of Moab, brings me from Aram, from the eastern hills, saying, Come curse Jokah for me, come and denounce Israel. How am I to curse those whom God has not cursed? How am I to denounce those whom Adonai has not denounced? From the top of the rocks I see them, from the hills I beheld them. Yes, a people that will dwell alone and not think itself of one nation of the nations, itself one of the nations who has counted the dust of Yochov and numbered the ashes of Israel. May I die as the righteous die, may my end be like theirs. Balak said to Balaam, What have you done to me? To curse my enemies is why I brought you, and brought you, and here you have totally blessed them. He answered, Mustn't I take care to say just what Adonai puts in my mouth? Balak said to him, All right, come with me to another place where you can see them. You will see only some of them, not all, but you can curse them for me from there. He took him through the field of Zophim to the top of Pisgah range, built seven offers, offered a bull and a ram on each altar, Balaam said to Balak, Stand here by your burnt offering while I go over there for a meeting. Adonai met Balaam, put a word in his mouth, and said, Go back to Balak and speak as I tell you. He came to him and stood by his burnt offering. With all the princes of Moab, Balak asked him, What did Adonai say? Then Balaam made his pronouncement. 
Get up, Balak, and listen. Turn your ears to me, son of Tzipper. God is not a human who lies or a mortal who changes his mind. When he says something, he will do it. When he makes a promise, he will fulfill it. Look, I am ordered to bless. When he says blesses, I can't reverse it. No one has seen guilt in Yoker or perceived perversity in Israel. Adonai, their God, is with them and acclaimed as king among them. God, who brought them out of Egypt, gives them the strength of a wild ox. Thus, one can put a spell on Yochum. No magic will work against Israel. It can now be said of Yochum in Israel, What is this that God has done? Here is a people rising up like a lioness. Like a lion, he rears himself up. He will not lie down till he eats up the prey and drinks the blood of the slain. Balak said to Balaam, Obviously you won't curse them, but at least don't bless them. However, Balaam answered Balak, Didn't I warn you that I must do everything Adonai says? Balak said to Balaam, Come, I will take you now to another place. Maybe it will please God for you to curse them for me from there. Balak took Balaam to the top of four. Overlooking the desert, Balaam said to Balak, Build me seven altars and prepare me seven bulls and seven rams. Balak did as Balaam said, offered a bull and a ram on each altar. So here we see... Balaam not cursing the children of Israel because of what the Creator said to him as he prepared, as the different altars were prepared, and he was taken to the different places. So here we see God uh, was with the children of Israel and blessed the children of Israel to cause no harm to come to them through their journey to the Promised Land. All right, now we're going to go through the vocabulary. So give me a second. word means thread or yarn, and it's spelled Aleph, Mem, Nun, and Zayin, and it means thread or yarn. Our next word is Aleph, Mem, Resh, which means shut up or close. Our next word is it means lengthen from Aleph, Yod, and Hay. Our next word means how, and there's our left yard rash. Our next word means rather more definite than, and there's our left yard uh, bet, and it, if I could see correct, bet and hat. 
Our next word that will be it mean means where it's a left yard uh bet and uh none and it means where that is it for the vocabulary and those are the lessons for today. If you need a vocabulary, the Hebrew vocabulary, just give me a call at three one two nine two five nine eight eight seven or you can call into the show and request one sent to you. The number is eight 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 six eight nine four zero six one or three four seven three two six nine zero zero three. I hope you enjoyed the ministries. That is all for today. I'm going to close in prayer now. Good, I petition you that the brothers and sisters are able to learn from uh, Balak and Balaam's lessons that what the Creator preserves and is not says not to be cursed shall not be cursed and shall not be touched. I pray that they learn to speak the word of God without shame from the lesson of the high school students. I pray that they are able to cope with uh, the situations on a day-to-day basis and be able to bring uh, praise to the Creator's name. I praise us in the name of your son, Yeshua. Amen. All right. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.